0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Bereziki.
1: Hi, I'm Mike along with Joel. Welcome to Growing in Grace. Once again, spending just a few minutes together to encourage each other in our faith and to uh, hopefully just kind of stir up a little reminder that, uh, Jesus has completed all the work that's necessary for our righteousness, and, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as we, uh, pick up from where we left off last week in the book of Romans, but, Joel, how's everything going for you this week? Well, it's going good,
0: uh, you know, uh, Jesus did our part, but we gotta do our part, right? I'm just trying to figure out what my part is so that uh, I can get on with this thing. But, yeah, my week's going good otherwise, except this roller coaster ride that I just can't ever see to make it work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're talking about my former life as a Christian, Um, up and down all the time. I mean, when I was up, Joel, I was up. I I, I could win the world to Christ Mm -hmm. and and, and teach with an anointing. But I'll tell you what, when, when all of a sudden you didn't feel like you were up, and you were wrestling with different things and failing at different things, then all of a sudden my my confidence was lost. It just disappeared, which tells you that I, I was really, with all the right intentions, I was focused uh, on the wrong thing. I, I wasn't uh, grounded in confidence because of what Christ had done. I was grounded in my own confidence based on, on, on my own standard of performance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what it's like to live for god you know when it's me living for god and and trying to make all this stuff happen you know i was obviously joking a few seconds ago as you picked up on of course and that roller coaster ride i was on that same thing just trying to live for god trying to do all the right things trying to do my part you know cuz Jesus was faithful to do His work uh, for me, so now I need to be faithful to do to, to do my part. <laughs> but we've kind of been um, joking around and, and having fun with this for the last few weeks, and and really getting into this, you know, what what are the works that we must do uh, to do the works of God? You know, Jesus said, "Here is the work of God: believe." And and then we got into some some. Um, some great words of paul from romans four and i 'm 'm reminded of something too you know speaking of living for God, you know if um, something that Paul Anderson walls from the Grace Project in England uh, something that he said that' has really always stuck with me you know if it 's you know whether it 's me living for God or me living for myself, you know like a lot of people in the world do it 's all about self, but whether it 's me living for God or me living for myself it 's still me doing the living and we got to remember that in in this new covenant something happened is that i died i was crucified with christ i was nailed to the cross with him spiritually speaking and i died and that old me is gone i i I couldn't live for God, even in the flesh, in my old identity in Adam. There was no way that I could do it. I just couldn't make it happen. And now I've died, and the new person that I am, this new creation, it's not a matter of this new creation trying to live for God. It's about the fact that I've been made one with God. You know, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him, the the Bible says in the New Testament. And it's... It's not a matter of me living for God, but it's the life that I live in the body, I live by faith in Jesus Christ who who loved me and gave himself for me. It's a a oneness that I have with him, not this new age type of oneness, but a reality, this real thing where God has joined himself to me because he, he took away my sin. He took away our sin by nailing it to the cross with Jesus Christ he took that away and then he was able to come and live inside me and to be one with me so that this life that I live it's not by my own works it's not by my own efforts it's not me trying to struggle it out and strive and do all these great things for God but now I relax I rest in him and stuff happens and it's not by my own works it's by God working in me through his son Jesus Christ
1: Well, and and you referred, I don't know if you quoted it uh, exactly, Joel, but what you were talking about there, at least in conversational form, was Galatians 2.20. Having been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, uh, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, way to go. That's good stuff. You know, we were uh, talking about Abraham last week in Romans chapter 4, and and how... uh, He had been declared righteous by faith, not by works. And, of course, the same is true for us. You know, one of the big questions that uh, Christians and and unbelievers alike ask themselves, either consciously or not, uh, the question is, am I right with God? I used to ask myself that all the time. As a Christian, (laughs) as a believer, I used to ask that. And I know there are a lot of unbelievers who haven't come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ yet who constantly ask uh, themselves that question. It's a great question to ask when we uh, try and and give an invitation for people to to come to Christ because that's usually a, a question that many people really struggle with. They don't know the answer to it. Um, again, whether you're a believer or not, if, if you've been asking yourself that question, am I right with God? Well, first of all, if you've come to Christ and you call yourself a believer, you now you've called upon the name of Jesus, then I'm here to let you know that God's not angry with you, number one. You have been declared righteous, um, and not by anything that you've done, but you have been declared righteous because of what Jesus did. And, and you are now right with God. I mean, that's what being righteous is all about. For those who may be flipping across uh, you know our program and wondering, gee, am I, <clears throat> am I truly a, a Christian? I'm not sure. I've, I've gone to church and so forth, but I, I don't know if I've ever really called upon the name of Christ. Well, I can tell you that if you'll call upon his name, uh, declare him to be uh, Lord and Savior, and just trust in your heart that, that God raised him from the dead, uh, and place your faith in that, then you are right with God. And uh, Joel, I, I used to struggle uh, as a young Christian. Sometimes I wouldn't always do the right things, and I would always go back to that question: Gee, am, am I right with God today? Is He mad at me? Uh, where do I stand with Him? Um, th- those are difficult things for people to have to deal with in life. When all along God says, "I've, I've declared you mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've declared you to to be uh, righteous and 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 uh, perfect." um and that, that that blows the mind of a lot of people
0: yeah it does because i think there's a lot of people that are trying to uh, maintain this you know this scoreboard uh, with god and and if if the score seems to be off because i've messed up and and i've maybe lost some points or i haven't scored enough points with god then you know am i really saved am i really in this game am am i really going to make it all the way and, and i think the problem with that is that you know Uh, In uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it says, love keeps no record of wrongs. Well, God is perfect love, and perfect love, God, keeps no record of wrongs. And, And there's a lot of Christians that are trying to score points with a God who is no longer keeping score. I mean, he's not even keeping score because he's not measuring out your good deeds with your bad deeds. Uh, if he was doing that, we'd be toast. I mean, there'd just be no way that we could make it through this life and into into eternal life if it were up to us trying to keep our score high enough to please God because God only looks for one thing, and that's perfection. And there's, you know, Jesus said, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And if we're going to live up to that standard, if we're going to try to live up to that standard, it's, it's going to be impossible for us. But one person did live up to that standard of perfection. That was Jesus Christ. And and what has happened is that God has imputed, as we read in, in uh, Romans 4 last week, God has imputed righteousness to us. He's imputed the righteousness of Christ to us, apart from anything we've done. And so no matter what we do, and, and of course we're not promoting licentiousness. I mean, for one thing uh we do enough to sin on ourselves we don't need a license to do it <laughs> i mean uh we're not promoting licentiousness but we're we're saying that in god's eyes and in reality the righteousness of christ perfect righteousness has been imputed to us been given to us it's been put on our account and god is no longer keeping score because the, the score is settled it's finished jesus christ said it's finished and the work that he'd done that he had done on the cross was enough, was sufficient to satisfy God's wrath against sin, and uh, he in, in fact removed our sin from us and gave us complete righteousness, so we can walk freely in that. And as we focus on that, you know, that'll give us the power and the strength to uh, to move on in, in in a life of righteousness and in in overcoming sin.
1: Well, I'm a sports fan, Joel, and so I, I can appreciate your your analogy there with the, the scoreboard. Um, because I'm also a hockey fan, and when you get into the playoffs in hockey, uh, you have sudden death overtime. Sudden death, isn't that an interesting, <laughs> interesting phrase uh, for, for playing a game of sports? Sudden death. But that's how a lot of people look at it uh, when it comes to uh, spiritual works uh, versus faith. You know, a lot of times we, we sort of get the idea that uh, it's, it's us against the devil, and we just need to outscore him. Well, God set up some rules in the beginning that if the devil scores, we all lose. If he gets one goal in that hockey game, uh, we're all in big trouble. It's it's sudden death if the devil scores. And the devil did score. How many people have ever had a point scored against them by the devil? It's a bad feeling, isn't it? Sudden death. And that's why, you know, the law, once we stumbled with the law, once once we failed, actually we were kind of born into sin, but, but all have sinned, all have fallen short. Uh, no, no matter how you look at it, if you're going to try and, and have your good outweigh the bad, it, it's never going to be enough. It's, you'll, you'll never, it, it's just, it's not set up that way. And it's kind of like that way in sports, too, a little bit. But we're, we're always trying to outscore the enemy. And in, in theory, that's not such a bad thing. But when it comes to our identity in Christ and, and our salvation, uh, and a lot of people get all of that confused, then we've got a problem. But it's kind of exciting, though, to know that we've been redeemed from sudden death. Uh, we we don't have to play that game anymore.
0: That's right, and it reminds me. Uh, you know, we we we've been talking about Romans Romans four, and Paul goes on in the next chapter. It really talks ex- really about what you're or you're talking about there, Mike. Uh, you know, the, the free gift in uh, Romans five fifteen. Paul says the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died that's by adam's you know by adam's wrongdoing many died much more the grace of god and the gift by the grace of one man jesus christ abounded to many so like you say because of the one man's offense because of that one offense many died it was sudden death for for everybody and because of that everybody you know everybody died but through the work Of one man, Jesus Christ. Grace abounded to many. The judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. You know, what Adam did resulted in condemnation for everybody. It was passed on to everybody, everybody inherited it. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. So we can put our stock, we can put our trust in, you know, the fact that when we were sinners, it was because of one man's offense.
1: You know, Joel, while we're talking I'm about the, the game of sudden word. death, in our sports analogy, we had the offense, which put a lot of us uh, on the defense. Defense.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's true. We were on the defensive end of things, uh, but now because of the <laughs> offense of one man, uh, we don't have to be in that defensive place anymore because God is no longer against us uh, because by Jesus Christ's righteous deed, by his Complete and utter righteousness. We've been made justified and holy. I'm Joel, along with Mike. And uh, man, this one went by quickly, Mike. Uh, we gotta—I don't know—we gotta talk faster or something next time, so we can get more stuff in. <laughs> but we gotta <laughs> wrap it up now. Uh, I'm Joel, along with Mike. Uh, check out more at GraceRoots.org. We're glad to have you along here with us, and we'll be back again uh, for more talk about growing in grace, the uh, wonderful grace of God, as we get together next time.